I wonder how many of you have ever in your lifetime, since you were saved, experienced a breakthrough? Um, you know, I've just heard of a couple of breakthroughs just in the last week. We serve the master of breakthroughs. If you think about it, you have had breakthroughs, maybe in a relationship, maybe with a difficult child, maybe your finances, a healing, a, a PR, overcome fear. Maybe you've started to tithe. That is a big breakthrough. Maybe a breakthrough in your walk with God, a restoration of first love. That's what we're going to believe to take place tonight. My point is this, if you have had one breakthrough, you can have more. Amen? So get ready. It is a season of breakthroughs. God's um, wired mankind for breakthroughs. It's in our DNA. So there is a breaker's anointing. It is a specific anointing. Micah 2.13, the breaker Messiah will go up before them. They will break through. The God of breakthrough lives in you. So you must, you should experience breakthroughs, I believe, on a regular basis. Now, as a church, I believe God has blessed us with the breaker's anointing. And we've seen many breakthroughs. You know, for example, auditorium and auditorium two and one with no debt at all. That is breakthrough, friends. I don't think another church has done that in our nation, the size of our auditoriums. It's a breaker's anointing. And, uh, you know, we've seen over the 20 odd years I've been here, 10 to 15,000 people give their lives to Jesus Christ. That does not happen very much in our nation. It is a breaker's anointing. Our ministry is now in over 17 nations of the world. How do you do that? It's a breaker's anointing. Tell the person next to you, there's a breaker's anointing on Church Unlimited. So here's the question, who's Church Unlimited? Yeah, you are. So you have... Together, individually and together, a breaker's anointing. So we need to keep taking new territory for God. Let me share with you two prophecies over recent years. One was his coming a breakthrough anointing on the prayer ministry of this church. You're not only going to ask me, but you're going to enter into a dimension of declaration. And even as you begin to declare breakthrough, it will happen at times immediately. We as Church Unlimited have an anointing to break through with declaration. That's why we do a lot of declarations. It's not just a good idea. It's not some fancy thing to do. It's not a feel-good thing. It's an anointing God has given us. So it's really obedience. God has said to us, if you want breakthroughs, one of the keys to it will be declaration. And I hear stories of people declaring things and uh, breakthroughs taking place. But also another prophecy said that you will break through Holy Spirit territory. What's that mean? It means you go into realms of the Spirit and of the Holy Ghost that have not been experienced in a sense by, uh, in many places before. It says that as you break through other people, other churches, other leaders will be able to follow after you. And, you know, some of us have had experiences of the spirit realm. And I believe God is saying there's now much more. I want you to break through in a greater dimension in that area. Friends, our nation of New Zealand needs an explosion in the spirit. It needs an absolute blast of God to turn this nation back to God, to turn it right side up, if you like, because right now it is upside down. Malachi 3.1, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly, everyone say suddenly, come to his temple and that could well be tonight. On January 1st, 2009, our youth experienced a breakthrough in the spirit when the heavens opened wide and God visited them with the fire of God in one of their meetings. 
Our church school experienced a breakthrough in the Spirit when God visited the students uh, with visions, His power, people's slain, audible voice. But we are due now for another major breakthrough in the realm of the Spirit. And breakthrough should be normal Christianity. We shouldn't be surprised when there's a breakthrough. We should be surprised when there's not a breakthrough. Hello? Is anyone with me this morning? Say, give us a smile, something, shout, clap, do something, just so I know you're with me and you're awake this today. You know, Genesis to Revelation, the pages of Scripture pulsate with breakthroughs, one after another, miracles, whether it's water from a rock, manna, imagine that, falling out of the sky to feed people. Um, you know, uh, the sun stands still. David uh, uh, slays Goliath. Miracles are normal in the Bible. The miraculous is what keeps our faith alive. It's what keeps us excited in God. Drop out the supernatural, drop out the miraculous, and our Christianity becomes a religion that is dead and boring and lifeless, and the world is not interested, friends, in that. They will just go somewhere else, maybe to the occult. Our normal Christianity is the supernatural. It is the miraculous. It is the breakthroughs. It is for you, and it is for me. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 5, if you want a scripture to back this up. Someone might be want that. I need to calm down here. Just relax. For a gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. How can you not be excited about God? You know, I mean, I just, I can't help myself. Some people tell me, tone down a bit. And I think, I'm trying. I'm doing my best to, to not love Jesus too much. I'm, I'm trying not to be too passionate about God. He wouldn't want us to do that, would he? Thank you for that overwhelming response there. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? Verse 5. For a gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. It's God's will to give you breakthrough. You see, some of you are not sure about that. If you're not sure it's God's will, you'll never experience it. You've got to know, whatever you're facing today, God's will is for you to break through. For you to see a miracle in your situation. My Bible says he heals a broken heart, it sets the captives free, heals the sick, dry, sick drives out demons. And uh, God's will is to set us free of every affliction, every oppression, every sickness, every work of Satan. Because my Bible says in 1 John 3 verse 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came. I remember a breakthrough at a men's camp a number of years ago. And this man, guess what breakthrough he got? He got a breakthrough to forgive someone. Who reckons that's a mighty breakthrough? Boy, we could, you know, manage to break through to get free of bitterness. Wouldn't that be an unbelievable breakthrough? You know, breakthrough uh, can be in smaller areas. You know, you might need a breakthrough where you want a breakthrough so that your husband one day says to you, honey, I love you. Wouldn't that be a breakthrough for some of you? Not in this church, but in other churches, that would be a breakthrough. You know, some of you need a breakthrough to find a husband or a wife. That's a breakthrough, you know. So, you know, if you come tonight, come and find your future partner, all right? Just make sure they're not already married, all right? You might be need a breakthrough for a friend. You might be need a breakthrough troubling thoughts. It could be any area in which you need a breakthrough. But what happens is this, is sometimes we get, you know, sometimes we get instant breakthroughs, but sometimes we get a breakthrough seed. I heard about this just the other day. So what is sometimes, sometimes what God does, he gives us a promise or a prophecy, 
that we need to keep praying through on. And that's like the seed to your breakthrough. It needs enduring faith. And the process of persevering develops the character you need to handle the breakthrough God's got for you. If you've got some of the breakthroughs you're asking for right now, you may not be able to handle it. So perseverance is a vital part of what God develops in our lives. No wonder that's why Joseph had to spend so long in prison and in a dungeon and all the rest of it. And David had to run for his life for so long. Moses had to do 40 years in the desert. Friends, it wasn't a waste of time. God was developing stuff in their lives that got them ready, that aligned them with their destiny, that prepared them for what God was going to do in and through their lives. Without that time of preparation, they may be like Saul who collapsed when God exalted him to kingship. And I think that's one reason why a lot of people can't handle the blessing of God. They can't handle promotion in God. It just somehow gets to them. And so there's a process that takes place. So what happens is that sometimes God will give us a partial breakthrough or a seed. And the full breakthrough is in the seed. Just like, you know, an oak tree is actually in the acorn. The acorn's a seed, right? If you think, oh, that's stupid acorn, I don't like that, throw it away. No, no, then you get no tree. The seed is important. And put it this way. If you're praying for a breakthrough in finance, say you need $2,000. How many of you would agree that if you got $100, you'd think, boy, that's the start of my breakthrough. That's the seed. That's it. So we have no problem thanking God for that. And uh, that, that's the start that we're going to see a full $2,000 come in. The $100 is like a seed that will grow, and, uh, but we need to see other breakthroughs the same way. For example, we need to see healing the same way. For example, you know, if you get it, when you get a little bit better or when you get a little bit of progress, just a small amount of progress in whatever you're praying for, you need to go crazy thanking God for that minor amount of improvement or breakthrough because the full breakthrough is in that seed. Thanking God for that seed of minor breakthrough that's taking place in your life. And sometimes we get a partial healing or a partial breakthrough and we think, oh God, that's no good. I wanted the whole deal. And you miss it. You've got to grab the seed. Does this make sense to you? I hope you like it because it's not my idea. All right. So thankfulness for that small measure is the key for the full breakthrough. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. That's what it says in the Bible. How often we experience a minor breakthrough, a minor amount, and we almost are ungrateful. You get a little bit that much, grab it, because that's the seed. So years ago, this man near death with cancer goes to Catherine Kuhlman meeting. God touches him, but he's no change. No change. Nothing seems to have happened, except that one night, he just didn't need painkillers. So what happened is his wife... She followed Colossians 4 verse 2 and thank God profusely. Everyone say profusely. It's a big word I know for us. Profusely for that one thing. She's grabbed it. She said, here's a start of my, she's going after cancer. Dropping a few painkillers is not a big deal, is it? But for her, what? She thanked God and thanked God and thanked God. So the next day she said to him, why don't you try eating something? So he did and he kept down some creamed chicken. She kept thanking God for that and thanking God and thanking Him profusely, profusely, profusely. Not, God, I just thank you that no painkiller kept food. No, no, profuse, massive, huge. That, don't miss that part, friends. Don't miss that part. So kept thanking God. Soon he was eating steak and completely healed by God's power. And the wife was convinced, the wife was convinced that the key to a husband healing 
was giving thanks at the first sign of a breakthrough. Does that encourage you tonight? Because I'm telling you right now, a lot of you have got the first sign. You've actually got the first sign and you're thinking you've got a raw deal. No, no, you ain't got a raw deal. You've got the seed. You've got the seed that contains a complete breakthrough. Thank God for it profusely. Come tonight and worship the King and thank Him, exalt Him, magnify Him and say, God, I'm worshiping you because I've got the seed. Now will you give me the full breakthrough? God is an appointed time for breakthrough. Habakkuk 2 and verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. One area we all want to see a major breakthrough is in the supernatural power of God and in healing. We want, don't we want to, who wants to see a lot more of that? We do, don't we? It's our inheritance. We're meant to have that, and we want to see it. But what I want to say here is that once you get a breakthrough in an area... Often you've got it. And then you can continue to experience it. It's like we take some ground and it's ours. So for example, this church, we've, we've, we've managed breakthrough in the area of people being saved. And so now in most services, we're actually shocked if no one gets saved. Is that right? Yeah. So even in our city church, the last three weeks, someone's got saved every week for the last three weeks. It's, they're breaking through in the area of souls. But we, we've got these. So we've broken through in that area. We've broken through in the area of expansion. And so God just keeps expanding us. I've given you the list of those things. Auditorium 1, 2, New Zealand Bond, Auckland, Christchurch, Kaitai, hopefully Whangarei, TV, radio, magazine. We've got an anointing. We've broken through. So now it's almost like there's a momentum that just keeps on happening. But what I'm after now, and I think what we need to go after now, friends, is to see a breakthrough in healing. In healing. To get that breakthrough, and then... It's, people are going to get healed every service. And if no one gets healed, we're going to think, what went wrong? So we've got to get that breakthrough, friends. We've got to push through. Now, we do see healings. I know we do see it. But I believe God's got a whole lot more for us in that area. We need to break through in that area of healing. The time is now. Isaiah 10, 27, His burden shall be taken away from your shoulder, His yoke from your neck. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. See, the anointing, God's presence. That's why what we do tonight, worship, praise, so, that, so powerful. Because it brings a presence, it brings the anointing, and God can work miracles. I heard of a man injured when an 1,800-pound sign fell from a crane, hit his shoulder, he's in a wheelchair, his foot, ankle, his knee, his shoulder, everything's damaged. He's in great pain. After four weeks, 14, he's out of the wheelchair, but he's back at work, but he's still got pain all the time and only 10% use of his right arm. 10%, boy, that's pretty debilitating. He's in constant pain. Now listen to this. Four years later, he's sitting in church and he's just listening to a sermon. During the preaching of God's word, he feels this warmth, this oil, start at his head and just go through his body. And during the preaching of God's word, he is totally healed by God's power. Friends, it's time for people to be healed during the preaching, during the music, during the worship, during the announcements. 
during the altar call for salvation, during the fellowship. Hey, God's not restricted to when He can heal or set people free. He can do it at any time. Do you know what the key is? Do you know, what, do you know why it doesn't happen? Do you know what not? Expectancy. I wonder how many of you came and thought, while I hear the preaching of the word this morning, I'm going to get healed. No one. <laughs> That's why no one will get healed. <laughs> it's just expectancy. And I'm as guilty as all of us. So, you know, I'm not, not getting at you for that. But if we can ever develop this expectancy, because uh, expectancy is basically faith. Faith is a trigger that releases divine power. So just begin. Expectancy is an easier word than faith. Because often we think, oh, I don't have the faith. But you can develop expectancy in your life. If you do able to come tonight, Come with expectancy that God will do something significant in your life, give you a breakthrough, experience His power in your life. So as I wrap it up this morning, breakthrough with music, praise, worship. See, the whole purpose of singing, in my opinion, worship, music, it's clearly to worship the Lord, but also it's to make way for the Lord of the breakthrough to come and work miracles, release His power, breakthrough in people's lives, heal them, set them free, whatever. Why? Because Psalm 23 verse 6, Psalm 22 verse 3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. Friends, this is my theory. If God turns up, something's going to happen. It's impossible for God to turn up and nothing happens. I mean, you know, God, when God is there, something is going to happen. See, I heard of this couple, their mother, they prayed for the alcoholic father. They prayed for him for 30 years. 30 years! Alcoholic drunk, 30 years, nothing happened. They heard about the power of song and music. And so they began to sing and just to praise God. And they said within a few weeks, the father was saved, completely set free of alcohol addiction. 30 years of prayer, in this case, didn't work. Two years of praise, boom, done. How cool is that? Scriptures are full of this, these examples. You know, the, uh, Paul and Silas in prison. And when they start to sing hymns, bang, earthquake, breakthrough, release. There's many, many scriptures we can't go into this morning. But with, with singing being so powerful, it's no surprise that God has wired us to sing. Do you, have you ever noticed how kids love to sing? It's just in the makeup because it's so powerful to bring God's presence, to work something in their lives. They say at least 41 songs, Sorry, before I get to that, when we don't appreciate and understand that singing and worship are to bring God's presence and the Lord of the breakthrough into our midst, when we don't know that, then our singing is in danger of becoming a form, a ritual, just words and religious. But nothing happens. Something should always happen when we worship our King. When we exalt the name of Jesus, when we magnify Him, His presence comes, something should happen in our lives, in our church. At least 41 Psalms tell us to sing to the Lord. 41. It's not an option. It's a command. You have to do it. It's not a command from me. It's a command from God Himself. God wants a full expression of heartfelt worship from every believer. And so we need to clap. We need to shout. That's what it says. Raise our hands. You know, some of you can dance. Some of you can't dance. And just remember that. But see those physical actions. Lifting your hands. Shout! Biblically, can be the moment of breakthrough. 
in your life. Sometimes you have to do something you don't want to do to get your breakthrough. Some of you might think, I'm never going to shout in your church, Pastor. Well, God might be saying to you, your breakthrough's in the shout. When they told the, the march around Jericho seven times, they wouldn't have wanted to shout. They would have thought, who do you think you are, Joshua? See? Your breakthrough may be in the clap. You might say, I'm not the clappy type. God might say to you, your breakthrough's in the clap. It might even be in the dance. Let's pray it's not, but it could be. (laughs) So there's a missionary lady in China, and she gets smallpox. It's all over her body. She's suffering intensely, and she cries out to God. She said, Lord, why? I'm serving you as a missionary. Why has this happened? Just baffled. Many days of crying. Then she has this vision of two baskets. In front of her, one basket was a prayer basket. Prayer, another one was a praise basket. And the Lord said to her, your prayer basket is full to overflowing. but But your praise basket is barely half full. This lady was a prayer. But you need to understand, some breakthroughs come through prayer, some come through praise. No formula in this game. So her prayer basket's full, her praise basket's barely half full. And the Lord says to her, the day your praise basket begins to overflow, you will have your miracle. So, being an obedient Christian, she begins to praise like crazy. She turns up at Church Unlimited tonight. She says, man, I've got to praise. If they don't need anything, I've got to praise. I've got to praise. I've got to praise. But she does. She just begins to praise like crazy. God gives her a second vision. In the second vision, her praise basket is now totally overflowing. And at that moment, she is healed by God's power. <laughs> Musicians would come, please. God loves you. You need to understand that. He really does. He loves you. And he is concerned about what concerns you. Did you know that? He's really concerned. No matter how small that thing is, if it concerns you, it concerns God immensely. Probably concerns him more than it concerns you. So his will is for you to break through. It's in your DNA to see breakthroughs. This is not exceptional. This is not unusual. This is to be the norm in our lives. We should be surprised when there is actually no breakthrough. I'm going to sing very shortly for the team to get ready on how great is our God. It's in your DNA. You're wired for it. Not just for one breakthrough, but to see many, many, many breakthroughs in your life. Let faith arise. Let expectation rise I'm going to be on this this scene for a few more weeks yet. So keep coming, because faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. I believe it's a season for breakthrough. It's a season right now. God wants to give you, wants to give me, wants to give us all breakthrough. So I'm going to keep teaching around this whole concept. He is the master of breakthroughs. He is at hand. It is a season. It is time.
now for you to break through in Jesus' name. Amen.